0: idea of generous living. And so this is part three, the last part of this message on uh, living generously. Because as I had mentioned earlier during the, um, the sharing time, during uh, the welcome that um, next week we have our special guest, our, our missionary, David Brewer is going to share. And so this is the third part, the last part in our uh, three-part series on uh, living generously. And so what we're going to do today is a little something different, but we're going to do a bit of a uh, character study. And so there is, um, as our, our children get to go and have their own time of worship and looking at the Word of God, we bless them. Thank you, everybody who, uh, who serves with them and ministers to them. We thank you for all the adults that do that. What a blessing that is. Um, but today we're going to look at a, a bit of a character study, and that is the person of barnabas now if you've read through the book of acts that's where we find most of the information in the scripture about him um, then you'll know a little bit about the person of barnabas so we're going to look at his life and what scripture says about him what um, church history has to kind of uh, say about him we want to see the person of barnabas who is also called the son of encouragement we'll look at that as well and why it is that he is a great example to look at when we talk about living generously. Or what does it mean to, um, to have a generous lifestyle? Okay, Because Barnabas is one of these uh, people in the scriptures that we know lived a generous life. He's very well thought of. And uh, a lot of accolades are given to the, the person of Barnabas. And uh, so we want to look at him and uh, see what it is that God might uh, that might teach us through the life of Barnabas. All right. So let me um, once again. Let me just pray for us. You can just close your eyes and we'll pray. God, would you bless not only the reading of your word but the hearing of your word, that we would be transformed from the inside out, not because of my words, but because this is your word, and that is where the power is. And so we thank you for that. Bless us now as we look at your word and your servant Barnabas together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So there is one particular passage that I want to look at, although I'm going to reference a bunch of others. We're not going to turn to all of them. But just if you're taking notes, it's good to kind of put down where these things are that we learn about the the man Barnabas. But um, our passage is taken from Acts chapter 4. So if you can turn there, it will also be up on the screen for you. But it's uh, Acts chapter 4. And it's verses 32 to 37, right? I want to give you um, just a little bit of background first before I actually read the passage, okay? Because this passage doesn't tell us a whole lot about the person Barnabas, except one particular thing, that he's a very generous man. And that is what we want to focus on. But I want to give you some background first before we even read the passage, all right? And so... um, we know some background just through history and through um, some writings that we have from the ancient church. These are these are facts that aren't listed in Scripture, but these are some things that we know um, that uh, uh, most likely uh, are true about the person of Barnabas and the life that he lived, just from some uh, ancient writers of the early church. And so um, most likely he was taught by the same rabbi, uh, Gamaliel, who, as you remember from Scripture, was also the teacher and mentor to the Apostle Paul. So Barnabas was also taught by him. Of course, he then became a follower of Jesus. And among some of his first converts to what they called then the way, or of course to become followers of Christ, was Mary. Mary being, uh, in this case, the mother of John Mark. Do you know who John Mark is? John Mark is most commonly known of uh, known as Mark, and he is the writer of the Gospel Mark. And so uh, Barnabas led Mark's mother Mary, to the Lord. And uh, Barnabas, of course, if you've read through Acts, you know that Barnabas plays a very significant role in the life of Mark. He's also called John Mark. So Mark, the gospel writer, uh, was also a cousin of Barnabas, right? And so Barnabas was a cousin of of Mark, the writer of the gospel, who's also known as John Mark. And uh, it's the same Mark that went to be with Paul and Barnabas on their travels. Barnabas became kind of a mentor to John Mark. And if you remember, uh, there was this very interesting story that there was this fallout between Barnabas and Paul when they were going to go on a missionary journey, if you remember that. And uh, the fallout was about Mark. Should we take him or not? Right? And Barnabas wanted to, Paul wasn't so sure. And so, um, so Barnabas kind of took, uh, Mark under his wing, was kind of a mentor to him and built him up. You see, Barnabas was a very generous person, not just financially, as we'll see in the scripture passage, but just with his heart, understanding that there was a need and he went to fill it. So Barnabas is really, um, we, we kind of can see and put together some pieces from history. And then in a second, we're going to look at some things from Acts that talk, Acts that talk about him. That he was a very generous man so um, barnabas also accompanied jesus during his travels into galilee jesus chose him to be one of the 70 apostles right so barnabas was not one of the 12 apostles or not even part of sort of the inner circle but he was uh, one of the 70 apostles and it seems that from historical writings that barnabas even tried to convert saul now we we put a lot of emphasis, of course, in our studies of Scripture on the Apostle Paul, who, of course, he used to be Saul before he decided to take the name Paul. Remember when he went to preach to the, the gospel to the Gentiles? He thought it would be better to use his, uh, his Roman name, so he used Paul. But Barnabas was all part of that, and Barnabas was with him. Because they were taught by the same rabbi, right? we kind of know that um, Barnabas tried to um, share the gospel and convert Saul. Uh, but of course, we know that uh, before Saul um, had that Damascus Road experience, he had rejected um, uh, Barnabas' teaching, and he chose instead to persecute the new believers. So that's all about Paul's story. But it's really interesting, and it kind of is important to know the part that Barnabas plays in the life of the Apostle Paul, who we, we, we uh, revere so much from his writings in Scripture. But then from the book of Acts, and I'll I'll give you some passages as well that you can note down and and look later, but um, he was um, one of the 70 and he was a great evangelist. Barnabas just loved to share the gospel. He was a leader in the church. He was known to be a man of integrity and a man of character. Acts chapter 11 verse 24 says he was a good man. Acts 13.1 says he was a prophet and a teacher. Again, you can just jot down the references if you'd like. Um, Acts 14.14 14 said he was an apostle, that he was given power and authority to do um, what the apostles were called to do. Acts 15.12, it said that Barnabas was a man through whom God worked miracles. So again, I'm just kind of referencing these so we can get a picture of this person Barnabas. Uh, he faced persecution, it says that in Acts 13 and 14. He risked his life for the name of the Lord Jesus, Acts 15, 26. Um, he also, as I mentioned uh, when I was talking about his influence on uh, John Mark, that was in um, Acts 12, 25. He was an encourager, we see that in Acts 11, Acts 15, so as you can see, he's mentioned a lot in the book of Acts, and you see him coming up over and over. But in uh, in Acts 4, 36, you're going to see that in a second when we read the passage, that he is given a nickname. Barnabas is given a nickname, and that nickname is the son of encouragement, right? And, um, and so that comes from uh, the name Barnabas, because he is actually first introduced to us as... Uh, Joseph. Joseph is his real given name. Barnabas, whose real name was Joseph, was a Levite, so from the tribe of Levi, uh, from Cyprus. And uh, the first time that we're introduced to him in Scripture is this passage that we're going to look at now. All right? And uh, it's also interesting to know that Barnabas and Paul, they kind of pastored this church together in Antioch before they went off into a, their first missionary journey. So Barnabas had a great impact on Mark and also on the life of Paul. Barnabas was older than Paul, so in a way he was sort of a mentor, right? So it's interesting, we kind of get this picture of Barnabas. Somebody we don't talk a lot about, but um, as we go through the book of Acts that we're going to start in two weeks, you're going to see him come up, so we'll talk a lot more about him then. So this is kind of a good preview to that. But, um, Here now I'm going to read in Acts, it's the passage for us this morning, just 32 to 37. And uh, it is just a a brief little introduction to Barnabas. And uh, this is really our focus this morning about how Barnabas was such a generous person. We're just going to briefly look at a few highlights from this passage, okay? It says this, Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. And no, one said, uh, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. For as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold, and laid it at the apostles' feet. Then it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means sons of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, he sold a field that belonged to him, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. Interesting little story, right? And so it kind of describes how they all had everything in common. What a great picture of the early church. Uh, we're also going to see when we start our study of Acts, if you look at Acts chapter 2, I think it's verses 42 to 47, we see it's a popular passage about how, again, it kind of said, uh, again, they had everything in common, that they devoted themselves to the Lord's teaching, remember? And it said they had everything in common. So here it is, it kind of says the same thing. And so, um, so Luke, who wrote Acts, uh, if you didn't realize that, that he wrote the Gospel of Luke, but also wrote the book of Acts, he's retelling this story of the early church and especially of Paul and the missionary journey and all that. And, and you know, it's important here that he's kind of describing, like, look, this is what life was like for them. He said there was no one in need. How about that in verse 34? There was not a needy person among them. Why? because they didn't look at anything they had as their own they recognized that all the material things that they had houses or land it says it really belonged to the lord it was him who gave it to them and so what they simply did is what we just did right now is they gave they gave an offering they said you know what this really isn't mine it belongs to the lord We're all in this together. Remember, originally they called it the way. They were followers of Christ. They were this new group. They were the church. They said, let's just take care of everybody. What a great picture that is for us as the church, right? Now, I'm certainly not asking that you go home and sell your houses and all your possessions and give it. If you're called to do that, fine. I'm not going to stand in between you and God, right? Right? That's not exactly what we're trying to say out of this. But we're looking at the principle here. Isn't it amazing and just a great picture of what they were doing together that they recognized that all that they had and all that they were was supposed to be in common because they were all following the one true God. See, they were all followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. It said they went about with great power sharing their testimony of the resurrection. Right, That was their witnessing tool. Did you hear about Jesus who came back to life? so they were generous in sharing the good news, but they were also generous with all that they had because they recognized that it all came from God Isn't that amazing and so there 's a few things that we also want to to point out there that um, they uh, they believed in looking out for others before themselves it wasn 't a selfish community right they were having everything in common and it says that they brought it to the apostles feet how about that so they sold their property it said as each one had for as many as were owners of land or houses said they sold them they brought the proceeds of what was sold they laid it at the apostles feet verse 35 and then it was distributed to each as any had need we do that here. We have a fellowship fund, don't we? Now, some of us, we give and, and we serve and we bless others. Even outside of that, of course, you can do that. But we have that set up as the leaders in the church oversee that to make sure if there is a need in the church, right, that that need is met as best as we can. We take our resources, we pool them together, right, and then we give as there is need. Isn't that awesome, and so then it says that in verse thirty-five they laid it at the apostles' feet. So here we see that they had a great respect for the um, for the authority in the in the church, and not just for the leaders, but I really believe what's in there is it's saying that they had great respect for the Lord Jesus being the head of the church, and they realized that all that they had was from Him. And so they wanted to offer it to his representatives, to the apostles. That's who they were at the time. So they sold what they had and they brought it all together. But they, in an act of, listen, in an act of humility, in an act of sacrificial giving, they laid it down at the apostles' feet. How about that? They didn't give it begrudgingly, right? They laid it down willingly in humility at the feet of the apostles. But then what did the apostles do with it? They didn't keep it to buy their own fancy houses or fancy cars, right? Or to pad their bank account. It said what they did was they kept it all in common and they gave it out. They gave it as there was need. You have a need, here it is. We're all in this together. And that's what we've been looking at at least the last two weeks talking about giving is that as we are blessed we are then to turn it over and bless it to others, right? We are to be a conduit for the Lord Jesus Christ and all that He gives us in mercy and grace, in material things, we are then to give it. To be generous in the way that we live for Him. And that's why we are saying that we are called to live generously, to generous living. So they laid it at the apostles' feet and then it was distributed to others. Here's something else that's noted. It's not written in here, but I think it's okay that we can kind of surmise this from the Scripture, but there's no indication in this passage or any other passage that there was a particular need or emergency that Barnabas responded to. It seems as if, going along with every other character trait of him that he just gave, there wasn't like a call to give, like there's this great need and we need to give, and he responded He probably would have anyway, but he just gave out of a generous heart, not for any particular need, but just to give because it said they had everything in common. So he was truly a generous person. Um, We also know that that he played a very prominent role in the early church, especially after this. So his generosity... And this one act in particular that's given to us about selling uh, what he had, and then uh, he said he sold a field, and then he gave the money and laid it at the apostles' feet, that that really endeared him to the church leaders. And it seems like it really gave him a a position of uh, prominence and authority. But we also know from his later life and from Acts that he didn't let it get to his head. He didn't hold that over other people. He just kept being generous and giving but the point is is that the leaders of the church and all the people recognized that he was generous that he was a man of integrity and a man of character and that he was just willing to give to put his arm around somebody like mark and to take them under his wing and to notice when there is a need and to fill that need that is what a generous life looks like so it certainly endeared him to the community And uh, he also, as we said, he acknowledges the fact that there is authority in that church. And he is respecting that authority, and so he brings it and lays it down at their feet. But it says, in verse 36, it says Joseph, right? We know that his name is Joseph, who was called by the apostles Barnabas, which means sons of encouragement. So he was given a nickname, Barnabas, son of encouragement. I bet you all of us can share a story, especially when we were kids, about nicknames we were given. Maybe we don't want to share some of the nicknames that we were given when we were kids, right? But at one time or another, we've all been given some kind of nickname, and it's usually because of the way that you look, or it's because of uh, some act that you did or something that you're interested in, right? Some kind of passion or hobby that you have. But uh, usually, you know, we can uh, understand what that's like, right? That we're given some kind of nickname. Uh, And of course, if you're married, we don't want to hear what they are. But of course, you have nicknames for your spouse because of character traits, usually things you say and do, right? And so it's a term of endearment, usually, right? So here that he had endeared himself to the apostles. So they gave him a nickname. Hey, look, here's Joseph. Uh, We're calling him Barnabas. Yeah, why? he's a son of encouragement because everywhere he went it just seemed that he was encouraging others what a gift that is to have but out of his encouragement you know what we know what that means right when encouragement means that you're not putting the focus on yourself you're telling other people how great they are and how god has gifted them and blessed them you're uplifting other people that is a huge part of living generously is being a person of encouragement to encourage others we can do that when we give financially, but we can do it in so many other ways as well. As we give ourselves away, as Barnabas did with our time, our talent, our treasure, then we are recognizing the fact that all that we have and all that we are comes from him. Now, I also want to share this, just the last five or ten minutes that we have, um, It's not a fun part of the story, but if you look at the next section of Scripture, do you remember what happens next in Acts? Right, What we just read was the end of chapter 4. Look at the beginning of chapter 5, and this is just the first 11 verses of chapter 5. So this is what Luke... It's important to remember this. This is what Luke records right after... He records about how great Barnabas is, and how what everybody was doing, that they were selling their possessions and giving, right, laying it down the apostles' feet, and then it was all distributed among them. Look at the story he chooses to tell next. It is about Ananias and Sapphira. Here's what it says. So keep in mind, okay, what we just read and what Luke just said about Barnabas, about how he sold this field. And he gave all the proceeds and he laid it down at their feet with an act of humility. So then Luke says, uh, chapter 5, verse 1, But, okay, well you know it's not going to be good right there, right? Starts with a but. But a man, because you remember he just told us about Barnabas, But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira, they sold the piece of property. Good, that's what everybody was doing. That sounds good. And with his wife's knowledge, so they were in it together, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid at the apostles' feet. Verse 3, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? How about that for a greeting? You're like, here, here's, here's a gift. And Peter's just like, why are you letting Satan control you? Why are you lying to the Holy Spirit? I'm like, what? So he says, verse 4, While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And then after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard those words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard of it. I bet you it did, right? Then verse 6, the young men rose and wrapped him up. The young men, right, because they were stronger. Wrapped him up, they carried him out, and they buried him. What a scene that was. Here's a guy trying to give an offering. And he's accused of not giving it all in his heart contriving to cheat God. and Then he drops dead. Verse 7, after an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, Tell me, whether you sold the land for so much? And she said, Yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord. Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of those things. You just picture the guys, they came back in, they're like, just buried them, and they're just like, oh, now his wife's dead too. And they got to carry her out and bury her. What a scene. Isn't these encouraging words? Should I just end with that? I mean, what? And so, no, my point is not if you don't give properly that you're going to die before you leave, right? Some of you are probably like, can I get the plate back because I want to but what a story right of course hey we go through all of scripture so we're not going to you know we're not going to sugarcoat it this is what happened now of course we can't think in terms of this right it doesn't seem that god works that way these days but it did happen we believe that this did happen it's not just some allegory this actually happened so we know that they had everything in common they were they were moved by the holy spirit within them to give right But what does this whole story tell us that it's an issue of the heart? That's really what it's saying. It's a heart issue. Living generously is not about how much you have, but recognizing who is giving you what you do have. Remember we said last week, we said just start with what you have. You've been given little and you're good at giving that and being generous and God will give you more and then you just give more. That's the way it's supposed to work, right? So here, he says it in verse 4. Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? It's not even about the words they said because they had already um, sinned in their heart. Right? So it doesn't go into detail why they did this or what the decision making process was, but they were in it together, husband and wife. Right? And so she couldn't say, Oh, I didn't know anything about it. But it says that they planned to do this, that they had property, they sold it. That was good. And they brought just a portion to the apostles, not the whole thing. So what is God trying to teach us through that? Remember the story of Cain and Abel? What happened there with the offering of worship? See, it's a heart issue. It's all about it's between you and God, right? There's nobody here that's going to know what you're giving like and judge you for that and say, Oh, they're giving like only one percent, or they're giving what you know, that doesn't happen. That's between you and God. But the whole point of this is that Luke is saying, here's Barnabas. Look at him. He's generous. And he gave, he laid it down, all of it. And he was generous in his whole life. But then look at Ananias and Sapphira. Contrast the two. Look at what happened to them. Pretty drastic. But the point is that it was a heart issue. Right? That it started with with having a misunderstanding of who actually owned the proceeds from that land or who owned that land to begin with, and Peter calls him out on it he's like, before it was unsold, it was yours, right and he's like you, you knew that what he was getting to right and he's kind of just like stringing them along and he says, like so after it was sold it wasn't it at your disposal so why did you do this? And he says, "You have not lied to man, but you have lied to God." We can't hide anything from God, right? He knows our very thoughts. He knows our prayers before we pray them. He knows what's in our bank account. You can't open a separate bank uh, account for giving and he's not going to know about it. Like, oh, I missed that one. So he knows. But again, the the bottom line is it starts with the heart. Barnabas had a good heart. He was known as somebody who was generous. He had integrity. You know what integrity means? It basically means that you're the same person when no one's around or looking, than you are when you're in public with others. He means that you do and say the same things and that you're not one person here and one person there when other people are looking. Barnabas was a man of integrity and character. He says he was a good man and, and he loved to evangelize and he loved to share. Share everything that he had, especially the good news. Especially the good news of the gospel. And so as we close this morning, we're going to be able to To have the opportunity, as we do once a month here on the first Sunday of the month, to, to take the Lord's table together. Let's remember this idea of living generously. Because, as we know from the story of the gospel, that God gave to us in the most generous way possible. And that is with the life of his son Jesus. Am I right? So, we can take a lesson from the person of Barnabas. Say, boy, he was generous. He sold what he had and he gave it. Let's look to him as an example of somebody that was generous and that gave, that understand where his blessings came from. And he wasn't just generous in his finances, in his material things, but just in his heart, and his life, being gracious and kind to others. Coming alongside Mark when he wasn't wanted and said, you know, I'll spend some time with you and mentored him. How about we even look at that? Maybe there's somebody in your life. Man, yeah, I don't know why that keeps happening. I've, I built that in in case, you know, you start to like nod off. You probably didn't realize that. I just kind of clicked something and then it's like, he's still talking? Okay, yeah, good. But, um, but the bottom line is that, you know, we are to give recognizing who is given to us first. It is a heart issue. And so Barnabas had a good heart ananias and Sapphira said that they sinned in their heart and they lied to god peter called them out on it they were serious about what it meant to be in community together and to give of their time and talents and treasures and so we need to do the same right so let me pray for us and then we're going to move and have our time of uh, communion together father god we say thank you for your many blessings thank you for your word the power of your word god would you um uh, would you just uh, watch over us now and and God, just touch our hearts in a, in a special and unique way as we take the bread and take the cup together. God, we do it um, in remembrance of your son Jesus who we recognize died for us. So we want to live for him and we need to never forget that sacrifice on the cross. We were singing about it today, Lord. And we saw in your word about Your servant Barnabas, who gave, help us to be givers also, just like you. In Jesus' name, amen.